Welcome, everybody. Welcome into the Mental Health Hour. Let's talk about some uh, mental health stuff tonight. Gemma, uh, yeah. how are you this evening, first of all? And secondly, um, I'm going to go check on this situation. So yeah. say hellos and everything. Yeah, um, not too bad, but... Um getting increasingly more nervous because this is the week and that we're doing the ab sale it's called something different in america and i can't remember the name of it i looked it up specifically can you remember the name of what it's called um, yeah there's another name for it um i put it on one of the things um i'm gonna look it up real quick and you as is is oh dear what's it called call it rappling rappling that's it it's it's known as rappling in the us so it is this saturday and it will be from somewhere between 11 till 12 30 uk time and i'm gonna hopefully if they allow it broadcast it i would advise you to put your volume on mute because i will i'm scared of heights and the um the the language might be colorful so but yes that is this weekend so increasingly more nervous as the days go on who was that voice that masked man jim Gemma, mr med Michael Joseph Murray, Betty, everybody, good to see you. Happy to have you along for the ride. Another episode. We are getting ready to go for. And please, um, don't forget to join the Discord and all the socials. Um, if we can share this mess out, we can grow. So, what? Share this mess. Out. Share this mess out, um, and and we can grow. You know, that's the good thing about this show is that we try and keep it, um, you know, raw, kind of messy, not not all the way to the uh, highest degree of perfection you know. well that's just as well because literally the first words that you said were can you hear that penelope shit <laughs> you know. well, what do you expect yeah uh when i'm running a podcast uh that's what you get uh, and you know that's just the way <laughs> it is hey richie <laughs> um so Let's get into tonight's topic. Uh, we're going to be discussing a little bit about uh, schizophrenia and psychosis. So psychosis itself goes in many different directions. Um, we can have um, drug-induced, um, you know. There, there are many different ways to reach a psychosis level. Um, mm -hmm. like starving yourself or um, torture, you know, there, 
these are different um, ways to achieve that psychosis uh, state, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how how they go hand in hand, I'm not sure. Why is everybody redeeming no cursing? <laughs> it was literally, I found a little statement about how they go together. Um, where did I find it? Just on, is it on notes? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, I keep getting pop-ups, go away. It was... Yeah, I think. Um, um, right, well, I'll work on finding that again. It was saying that um, usually schizophrenia is... Ah, here we go. It's important to recognise the symptoms of schizophrenia and seek help as early as possible. People with schizophrenia are usually diagnosed between the ages of 16 and 30 after the first episode of psychosis. So generally, it seems that um, schizophrenia comes after psychosis. If psychosis is happening more than once, then it's sure. diagnosed as schizophrenia. So I think that's why they come in hand in hand. But we did say that this was going to be more of an introductory level discussion. Because, yeah. again, there is so much to discuss about both of them that we didn't feel like we could do it justice in just one hour. So it's best to just do it as an introductory level and then delve deeper into it at a later date. Absolutely. So as Gemma has rattled off there, we are going to just kind of touch the uh, the icing of this. We're not going to dig too deep yet. Um, we're the the plan is to move forward with this because they are um two very interesting to me at least interesting yeah. uh, topics schizophrenia um and psychosis um both have uh many branches off and we can um you know kind of explore down yeah, the there was different levels and everything. Sorry. Yeah, there was different levels and everything, different symptoms, different levels, different stages of each. So there's there's a lot to cover. So let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and start with uh, some information. Uh, so mm -hmm. Gemma and I both talked before the show. We're, we're kind of tits up on this one. Uh, does that count as cussing, cursing? Everybody's redeeming no cursing right now, so. I don't see. Oh well, yeah, it's not on there. Yeah. <laughs> but, anywho, <laughs> we're we're all gonna learn together. So let's take a look at uh, some symptoms of schizophrenia. Gemma, please, if you will. Uh yeah, let me. Oh, that is the right one. Okay, so schizophrenia symptoms, active stage symptoms can include. Unusual or extremely slowed movements, incoherent or disorganized speaking, hallucinations usually related to hearing voices or strange sounds, delusions, so false beliefs that remain unchanged despite contradicting evidence, an isolating behavior or emotionless facial expressions or speech, 
Again, oh, wow. just because you have one or more of these symptoms does not mean it is schizophrenia. You do need a medical diagnosis for this, especially. Yeah. But these are and the main active stage symptoms. As always, these are tools um, that we're using to learn more about the um, mm -hmm. topic that we discuss every week. Um, we are not medical doctors. We are not professionals. Uh, and we are not diagnosing you with schizophrenia. However, uh, a lot of this looks like just symptoms of depression, doesn't it? Yeah. Isolating, um, you know, slow movements. Uh, I, I wouldn't say hallucinations or anything, but just kind of isolating behavior and, um, and clamming up and stuff and When yeah, there's a lot of those that can be, that's what I mean, there's a lot of those that can be symptoms of other conditions, like especially just depression and things like that, um, things that we've already covered and discussed. So that's why it's important to get a medical diagnosis of these. Other symptoms often include? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's feeling suspicious, paranoid, or afraid frequently, which is another main symptom of substance abuse. So again, uh, soap, uh, soap. Why am I just reading soap? Not caring about their hygiene and appearance. Uh, again, another one to do with depression. Depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. And then using alcohol, nicotine, prescription medications, or recreational drugs to self-medicate their symptoms, and self-medicating, um, like we, like I just said, with the uh, drugs and things, often brings a side of paranoia along with that. So um, if you're already feeling like that, and then you self-medicate with drugs, the paranoia is just through the roof. Yeah. So looking at schizophrenia, man, a lot of substance abuse um, qualities there. That's scary for me um, because this is uh, a diagram of my life right here. Uh, I was mm -hmm. often paranoid, um, often afraid. Uh, I never cared about my hygiene or appearance. I didn't care what people thought about me. I was obviously depressed and anxious, uh, never had suicidal thoughts. Um, I guess, can we say, can we, can we honestly say that we've never had suicidal thoughts? Um, I think we can say we don't want to commit suicide, right? Maybe have you had the? Would you consider it more as being the um, passive side of the suicidal thoughts? I feel like everybody, everybody's mind wanders from time to time, mm -hmm. and you're gonna wander down some wrong paths. Um, mm. So you're gonna think it, but you would never actually act on it or do it or feel it or right. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's a difference between having suicidal thoughts and suicidal ideation you know what i mean like oh yeah see i have had the suicidal thoughts and i have acted on it so i've been through all of these as well 
and I have had the suicidal thoughts, but it wasn't anything to do with psychosis or schizophrenia. But then using alcohol, nicotine, prescription medications to self-medicate, mm -hmm. I mean, all of this, everything on this slide uh, encompasses meat. Yeah. Uh, from a couple of years ago. But I'm not a schizophrenic, right? I mean, when you look into it further, I think there's some things are parts of... I mean, obviously, we're not diagnosed with psychosis or anything, but I think when you look into the symptoms of psychosis, I think had your drinking have continued, maybe, who knows, it could have got there. And I had a, a good friend who is no longer with us now who had a drinking problem and then it went on to drugs like class, like high class drugs, uh, cocaine, ecstasy, things like that. Um, ended up killing themselves because of the psychosis, because of the paranoia and the, the voices that they were hearing. And it just completely got out of hand and it's it's like I'd said to somebody only the other day how life can change literally in the blink of an eye yeah where one minute you're fine you've got a job everything's fine everything's brilliant and the next minute life can take a completely unexpected turn like if, Personally, I never thought that I would be taking my son to the hospital and he would be diagnosed with cancer. And the route that you're on can just change completely. And it's the route that you end up going down and how things can change. And it's just like all of these are symptoms of depression and other things that we've discussed so it's mm, it's it's like how we can relate to some of the things and i i was going somewhere in my head just had a complete brain fart so <laughs> excuse <good>. me <laughs> i totally just like the <laughs> you had you had a good uh thought trail in there yeah um <laughs> But it's it is uh, something that we all kind of feel. Just that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The moment where you're uh, just thinking about one one path or another. You've got two paths, right? Um, mm -hmm. There's a the obvious path sometimes, mm -hmm. and and sometimes there's the uh, less obvious path. Um, well, the path that you've taken and the the intent, or the path that you would have liked to have gone down, the path where you've gone down, and sure. I do it often where I look back at my life and think, like, what what have I achieved? What have I done? You always have that decision. Yeah. So that's what I always tell everybody that um, when we're when we're wrapping up on a call or something like that, um, 
there was a decision made here today. Is something I often say. Decisions were made here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can look and see the aftermath of our you know <clears throat> if I was called to the scene then that something there was emergency services needed but um, I know if, if Betty is here in chat if she's still here uh, she can attest to that as well you you go to these calls and uh, you can see uh, decisions were made uh, at this place uh, any given place anywho uh, let's get back on track uh, mm-hmm. let's go over to the psychosis side of things okay. um, here's some symptoms there yeah so we'll work clockwise clockwise round i can't get my words out today again so hearing voices or sounds that no one else can hear Seeing, feeling, smelling, and tasting things that others can't. Struggling to think and concentrate. You may come across as muddled to others. I get that daily anyway. (laughs) Uh, Struggling to do usual daily activities such as working, studying, or caring for yourself. Feeling disconnected, so you may not feel emotions as strongly as you used to. Acting strangely or unpredictably, your behavior might seem unusual to others. And then, whoops, I've just closed it. Holding unusual thoughts or beliefs that others around you do not share. Okay. So, let's take a look. Psychosis. How does this differ, Gemma? I mean, does it differ? Yeah, there's a lot in there that is very similar to um, the schizophrenia and the bit that I found about them saying that usually schizophrenia is diagnosed after more than one episode of psychosis. And it says, well, I've pulled up here three stages of psychosis. So stage one is the prodromal stage the initial stage that occurs before the actual psychosis symptom. So symptoms may be vague, hardly noticeable, things like um, in this stage a person may not notice vague changes in one's overall personality. Um, And then it becomes like there's a lot of symptoms here such as sleep disturbances, depressed, irritability, suspiciousness a lot of these do tie in with the schizophrenia which is why they say that schizophrenia is usually diagnosed after more than one episode of psychosis yeah and there is awful lot of symptoms of psychosis which do tie in with schizophrenia so the two do go hand in hand and then this says the stage two is the acute stage so in this stage the actual psychotic symptoms occur symptoms of psychosis such as hallucinations, delusions or confused thinking emerge during this stage symptoms may disturb the person 
extremely. They may exhibit odd behavior strange enough to evoke concern among their family members. Some examples are hearing strange voices, visualizing things that don't exist, experiencing funny tastes in the mouth, feeling sensations on the skin, and then smelling odors. And then there's a very long list again of delusions that may occur. And then it says the stage three is recovery. This phase begins when the person seeks timely medical intervention. And then it says again, it's vital to identify psychosis at the initial stage to prevent them from being a threat to society. Delay in treatment may lead to an incomplete recovery. And it says that um, schizophrenia is diagnosed usually after one or more symptom, uh, one or more episode of psychosis, usually uh, between the ages of 16 and 30 starting treatment as soon as possible following the first episode of psychosis is important to stop to step is important step towards recovery however research shows that gradual changes in thinking mood and social functioning often appear before the first episode of psychosis schizophrenia is rarer in younger children so, so they are very much hand in hand it would appear but it they would. do have their own symptoms and effects as well as being very linked, very closely linked together. That, hmm. So I guess we can keep these two, I guess we can keep these two together then uh, moving forward mm -hmm. down the um, episodes uh we could probably do i was gonna i was thinking about splitting apart i mean you can they are uh both in their own rights a diagnosed thing in their own rights and both have separate mm -hmm. um like signs and symptoms but they are also very closely linked because usually it says that um, after oh, one of the episodes of psychosis, schizophrenia. You you. When you're hearing voices and you're mm -hmm. and you're um, you're having moments of hallucinations, uh, maybe uh, delusions, uh, you 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 are hitting a psychotic moment, right? Is that mm -hmm. fair to say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and these are not um, hurtful terms or anything. Like saying somebody's having a psychotic moment is not um, a bad thing. I'm just trying to piece together. Now, are we, if we're going to talk schizophrenia, which is what also known as AKA multiple personalities, right? Um, yeah. So I guess we can keep couple those psychosis mm -hmm. and schizophrenia and, and kind of run with that. Like they my usually together. Was, Everything that, yeah. My vision Everything was I, we're gonna run, you know, separate ways here. We're gonna take schizophrenia one way and then psychosis another way, because psychosis can um 
also, you know, branch off into other things. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, nothing to do with, uh, the brain, you could be dehydrated and, you know, um, mm-hmm. crawling through the desert and, and not, uh, you know, you see the oasis and, and you're hallucinating water and stuff. That's psychosis, right? Um, mm-hmm. That is that has nothing to do with schizophrenia. Um, I mean, so it I depends was, how deep you want to delve into it because you could totally do an episode on psychosis, then an episode on schizophrenia, and then an episode that combines the two, depending on how deep you want to delve into the topic. Well, let's the, take a look. That compares the two... That, this one, you can see it says, psychosis is an episode where one is detached from reality, a symptom of sleep deprivation, substance use, mental illness, and other conditions. Mm-hmm. Signs of psychosis include hallucinations, delusions, agitation, and disorganized thoughts and behavior. Sure. And then Schizophrenia is a mental illness that impacts the thought process, emotions, and behavior. To be diagnosed, one must experience at least two of the following symptoms for six months, including one of the first three. So delusions, hallucinations, disorganized speech, catatonic behavior, and negative symptoms. And... uh, closed again so it says it's lessened emotional expression so, so they are that. same there, and there's very yeah. similarity but differences as well but to get the diagnosis you see what mm-hmm. it's saying um psychosis is an episode an episode mm-hmm. is what just a short spat right or yeah. a, a a moment in time right Um, schizophrenia is a mental illness I mean this is something that is every day uh, impacting Mm -hmm. emotions and behavior Um, so this would be like saying having a big spell of these symptoms over and over whereas psychosis is a psychosis like an episode of it which will come to an end I guess Whereas mm-hmm. schizophrenia is the diagnosis of an actual, like, a thing, a con- like a condition that is diagnosed, and it's a continua- continuation of these and many, many other listed um, conditions that go on and on. And whereas people, as with any um, diagnosed illness can have where it go, where it can be deemed as in remission depending on what it is and what flaring up when it's in when it's happening I'm trying to get my words out sorry oh, you're um, and there's like peaks and troughs of it where it's in action and you're having all this going on and then when it's not as prominent where things seem normal and it can be I was talking to somebody about ADHD actually literally yesterday about when you're having uh, hyper focusing on things and then calm down and everything seems normal and we were talking about that for their 
for it was for a, a friend's child mm -hmm. and it's like with everything even a physical condition there can be times when the pain is having a flare-up and then it's less and it seems more normal and I guess that can be like that uh, with psychosis where sometimes you're having the psychotic episode and then everything returns to more more normal norm, more normal more normality and um yeah i i, I kind of went off on a tangent there but i knew what i yeah. meant it just wasn't coming out right it is actually interesting because i i didn't when we put these um when we put this episode together i was like psychosis and schizophrenia why in the hell are we doing these two together, that doesn't make any sense, but they are actually uh, one in the same. So let's take a look at some treatment and coping. Uh, yeah, let me get it up again. I am. Um... Right, so is there treatment for psychosis? So, number one, understand the underlying cause of psychosis. Number two, develop a plan for continuing maintenance to avoid conditions that caused previous breaks. Number three, honing in on a medication that serves the patient well can be done in a controlled environment. And number four, ongoing therapy or counselling can be an important factor in long-term recovery. Okay. So it's like where it said about the um, owning in. Um, what, no, where was it? Develop a plan for continuing maintenance to avoid conditions that caused the previous breaks. Yeah. So it's like like we talked about triggers. What would trigger the psychotic um, episode? Working out what's triggered it, like we've discussed with uh, substance abuse and things, if that causes it or just throwing my phone on the floor, what's caused it to happen? Honing in on a medication that serves the patient well. Well, that is... If that isn't the uh, bullseye for every mental health uh, diagnosis, right? Like, so everybody, everybody has some sort of a mental health uh, problem, right? Mm -hmm. we, can yeah. we agree on that? Like, Somebody has, or everybody has some sort of level of depression, anxiety. I well, mean, one stage in their life, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> one way or another, we're all on a spectrum, right? And mm. and you're you're somewhere in there. Now, you might not need medication to control it and and um, feel or, or um, balance it out. I'm sorry, but. Mm -hmm. Number three, they're honing in on a medication that serves the patient well. It's just the bullseye comment of the century in this program's uh, hit, or, yeah, antidepressants. It's not a magic pill that will work for absolutely everyone. You have to find one that you can get on with and that works well. That's one of the best things that I've seen in all the episodes we've done. That is one of the best things that I've seen. 
Honing in on a medication that serves the patient well can be done in a control button. Ding, ding, ding. Millionth customer, you win. Balloons flying. Congratulations. Fuck ass. You know, I'm sorry I swore. <laughs> we just hit the jackpot here. This is exactly what we need. Why can't we do that? So that takes a, a, a everybody is unique, right? So we mm. got to hone the fuck in on everybody. Yeah, because what works for you isn't going to work for me. Exactly. So That's we have to find. And just because it works now doesn't mean it's going to continue to work a year, two years, three years that down the line. You get used to it. And unfortunately, it says in a controlled environment, unless you go and get it prescribed by a mental health specialist rather than just your general practitioner, chances are you're just going to get <clears throat> told to go home and take it. Do you understand um, what that means, though? Like honing in for every single person. I'm, I'm, we're talking about every person on the planet. Because everybody struggles with some sort of depression, anxiety, whatever. I mean, there you, you some something is going on in your brain. Tell me, look at me, whoever's watching, all six of you or whatever, and look at me right now and tell me that you get a restful night's sleep every single night. Oh, at some stage in everybody's life, they will have had something. Yeah. Them. No matter how long or short it is, there's, there's going to be something. Even if it's like, even if life has been absolutely rosy and then like the death of a loved one or any anything, something can happen in life that causes a low period in your life. And no matter how long or short that is, I'm sure... At some stage in everybody's lives, they can relate to having felt low mood. Doesn't mean it's a mental illness or a men like mental health problem in the way of like clinical depression or something like that. But at some stage in everybody's life, there will be a time that they can relate to where they felt lower than usual. Yeah. Mm. Coping with schizophrenia. Okay. Um, so going for regular checkups, avoiding alcohol and drug abuse, because as we said, that just exacerbates the symptoms of um, paranoia and things like that, especially. Seeking support and joining support groups. Following a healthy lifestyle. Taking medications properly. And talking to friends and family members. But that, again, I know it says for schizophrenia, but as with any mental health condition, all of that is appropriate. Um, let me go to this one. And then, yeah. Um, treatment for schizophrenia. Uh, medication for treatment. These drugs are broken into typical or atypical antipsychotics 
psychotherapy. With the assistance of medication, many patients require therapy to adjust to their new mindset. And then neuro rehab. New exciting treatment is occurring in neuroscience for the treatment of schizophrenia. So, this isn't... Uh... This isn't too far off from everything else we, we've we uh, discussed on the show. I mean, all this mental health stuff breaks down to, you know, get in with a neuro rehab doctor, get in with a counselor, a qualified psychiatrist, psychotherapy is the way to go. This last slide that we're going to take a look at um, was a decent one and uh, might be a little difficult to read. It will be in the Discord as uh, Hattie's been posting. Yeah. Uh, take a look at this. This is interesting. Okay, so it says people living with schizophrenia deserve access to treatments that can improve their functioning and quality of life. So over 21 million people are living with schizophrenia globally. With effective treatment, symptoms of schizophrenia can be reduced by 60%. And then of people living with schizophrenia, 90% experience a decline in functioning according to a large Australian survey of 1.5 million people. And then the functioning, the word, verb, a person's ability to perform normal daily activities and to maintain their independence, their role in society and their overall mental health. And then again, of, living, of people living with schizophrenia, one in two patients report that schizophrenia has a very strong impact on quality of life. And then it breaks down quality of life as an adjective, the general well-being of a person, including all emotional, social and physical aspects of their life. Catching the bus, cooking a meal or fulfilling a role in society can become a huge challenge. And then what causes this drop in functioning and quality of life in people living with schizophrenia? So these are things like poor physical health, clinical symptoms of schizophrenia, less ability to cope with everyday stress, difficulty in thinking clearly, a lack of social support, and then side effects of medication so like sedation weight gain restlessness and anxiety and i thought it, yeah no that's it i thought there was some numbers that broke it down but that's that's the one but uh, that's a lot though when it says over 21 million people living with schizophrenia globally that's a lot of people You're muted, Tim. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> As always. Um, 
<clears throat> just a good piece of information here. This slide uh, looked uh, no cursing, says the med. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I will have to uh, re uh, reimburse your. <laughs> well, no, that was seven. How long does it have to last? No cursing. You didn't. Uh, you didn't specify uh, a time frame. Well, anywho, <laughs> uh, this slide was my favorite one that I found. I want to give credit to all of them, and I will on the YouTube and all the Spotify and uh, podcasting platforms. Um, Most of the websites we use are actually uh, credited on the outro now as well. So yeah, you can see most, all, all the uh, credits down at the bottom as well. Mm -hmm. However, um, where was I going with that? Oh, <clears throat> this slide just offers a great look at, uh, what we were wanting to kind of brush into tonight. Um, just kind of dust the surface of schizophrenia. Um, that's a lot, right? 21 million people. Yeah, a, lo a lot of people. And it'd be interesting to see um, how many, um, I know these are schizophrenia, um, statistics, but the psychosis ones, maybe when we break down them a bit more we can look for some statistics and see just how many people it affects because I, I think there's probably way more than 21 million if you think about it with the oh, psychosis sure. well, for, for real. I'd buy that but look at this. What causes the drop in functioning quality? Can you go over that again? Which one, sorry? Uh, down at the bottom there. What causes this drop? Oh, so what causes this drop in functioning and quality of life this in people living with schizophrenia? So poor physical health. Right. Uh, clinical symptoms of schizophrenia. So hold on. Poor physical health. What yeah. I mean, what do we always have to talk about? And I can't cuss. Oh, yeah. We always talk about the the uh, exercise and journaling and what have you mm -hmm. being such a great, uh, you know, release for, for things. Oh, uh, yeah. even, even schizophrenia, uh, mm -hmm. which, is, which is sought after, or I mean, which is looked at as a completely different type of mental illness. Mm -hmm. um, than say depression you know yeah, yeah. Uh, going. but like the poor physical health like if you have a, a physical um... oh my god I can't think of words I'm just like a physical health condition should I say like an actual physical disability and things as well that makes it harder to do things so poor physical health in that aspect as well but um, yeah, the other one was less ability to cope with everyday stress. Right, right. Because right, we, we always discuss that as well. Less ability to cope with everyday stress. Everyday stress just beating the hell out of you. And that doesn't count, Med. Hell is, is not a customer. Uh, continue. Um, 
difficulty in thinking clearly. Uh, yep, racing thoughts. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Just laying in bed, what we were just talking about, uh, laying in bed and staring up at that ceiling fan and watching that mutt. Ooh, I almost did drop. <laughs> watching that thing go round and round and round, just racing thoughts, right? Difficulty. Oh, yeah thinking clearly it's worse at night don't you think when you're supposed to be cutting cu cutting off and just going to sleep and then your yeah. mind's like nope not tonight and just like okay. constant what else uh, we got lack of social support lack That's of that. social support i think our good friend jim in chicagoland can talk to us about that that's a big one because trying to get any support pre-covid was difficult enough like it doesn't matter where you are in the world like um even down to um health insurances and things like that if it doesn't cover mental health support that's a big thing and then here in the uk uh yeah we have the nhs but trying to get anything to do with mental health lately is just yeah near impossible and side effects of medication Oh, medication. yeah. Medication. Which is you got with the uh, honing in on the right medication. Listen to me. Listen the wrong me. ones can cause side effects. That's what I'm and saying. It's noticing that it's a side effect of the medication. You know, and when I get excited about something. Yeah. Gemma sometimes when you take one that doesn't go well with the other as well, that can cause problems. The medication, goddammit, I'm telling you. And the side effects and everything, these, uh, all right, everybody hit me with the no cursing and stuff, but I'm, I'm passionate about this stuff. And that's when the swear words come out is because it's all passion based. Uh, the medication for any of this, any of this, not just schizophrenia, I'm talking everything, mental health related. We're honing in. Where was that slide? Right here? Yeah, honing in on a medication. Honing in on a medication that serves the patient well. How do we do that? We got to find the right uh, concoction for you. You know, everybody is so unique. Everybody's makeup is unique. What works for me might kill the next person. It's just, it's insane. And it's all brain stuff. It's it's just it, the wiring. I, I can't even. <sighs> I'm not even allowed to swear. I'm just going to stop. But there it is. I mean, that is truly. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at that. What causes this drop in functioning and quality of life? Quality of life is so important, right? Oh yeah, definitely. The quality of life is what you is all you have. Your quality. I was just doing something on my course that I've started doing, and it was saying about how people a person's quality of life, and then if they live in a so in a socially deprived area, or they are not as like they don't have people around them support that can affect mental health drastically and it was looking at the things in within that course that I was doing and it said about how different uh social factors can play into 
a person's mental health. It's not like it's it's when you really look into it like that and how just because somebody lives in an area because maybe they don't have a lot of money and it's more of a socially deprived area how just where you live can massively affect your mental health uh the help that you get and can even play a part in um suicidal ideation and things like that and just based on factors that aren't really within your control, such as your the environment that you live in, for example. And that can play a huge factor on your mental health, things that are not immediately within your control. And um, it's a lot of... A lot of what we discuss when we talk about mental health, a lot of that has got um, a lot of the social aspect and the things around you and how it can affect you and your mental health that is not immediately within your control. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think we should do another one where we break it down a bit more because there is a hell of a lot. So I just wanted to type that out because I was thinking about it while you were talking and I was going to lose it. Mm. Every Everybody's in with the buzzwords these days, triggers, buzzwords, mental health. Everybody loves mental health now. And that's mm. great. That's perfect. That's awesome. I'm not discrediting that at all. Mm-hmm. But you get... You, you always hear, what are you grateful for? Gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody throws at you all the time. And, you know, people start to get sick of hearing the same thing over and over again. Quality of life is the most important fucking thing you have. Assess your quality of life. Self-care. All of that. It comes down. What is your quality of life? Write that in your journal. Mm. thank you we have that on the discord the um, gratitude there's a part on there I'll have to start posting on there again to just do a doesn't hurt to do the um, self check for gratitude every now and again things you're grateful for because I think sometimes we can lose perspective of what is good in our lives when everything seems to be going bad yeah. All right. That's all I got for the night. How about um, you? How about you, yeah. South Burns? I'm all out. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into some community calendar and we're going to get out of here. Uh, please, everybody, join a gym in Chicagoland tonight, uh, every Wednesday night. 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 p.m. Central, uh, for his fireside chats, the OG Twitch fireside chats. Um, mm-hmm. I've changed it. And a ray of sunshine. Uh, we miss Ray tonight. I haven't seen Ray this evening. Uh, he went live yesterday. I was out. I was out and about, and I saw Ray. Ray of sunshine is live. It was like 
three thirty or four o'clock. It's like son of a gun, mm-hmm. gonna miss it today. <laughs> but <clears throat> every Tuesday, Ray, good buddy of ours, he does mm-hmm. good uh, positive stories. Uh, and then Gemma, go ahead and speak on yourself. Oh yeah, I just normally do some uh, cooking and baking. I usually do a bit more, but things have been a bit hectic. But I will be hopefully doing a stream on Saturday um, of an ab sale, and then we're doing a cooking train the week after, I think. Uh, but yeah, we'll be doing some more. Maybe one tomorrow as well, just a quick right. test. Yeah, here we go. And then we got Eric J Gaming on Twitch. Uh, check out Eric. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, haven't seen him around in a while. We'll have to find mm. him, bring him back home. And then uh, for all things Bunny, check out Ella, the Bunny Mom, uh, and Puppy Cat late nights on Twitch. Fire Dude 15 is your promo code for her website. Get yourself some good stuff. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. I got a baby to feed. And mm. I gotta get to bed myself. Yeah, is a big day. It's midnight here. <laughs> well, it's not quite that late here, but we're pulling up on uh, seven o'clock. Yeah, I gotta get to bed. I got a long day tomorrow. So, thank you guys for coming on by. Thank you for joining us as always. And we're gonna dig a little bit deeper into these topics. Uh, just stick around. Enjoy the enjoy the mental health content. See you next week. Yeah. Bye.